Hello, everyone. Welcome Hi. to Just Gaming Things Podcast, where we bring you the all-quick perspective on video games, gaming news, and nerdy stuff. My name is Kogan Jangles, and with me today, we have Jam. Hello. We have Ruby. Hi. And we also have Spin. Hello. Hey, friends. Chalora, we miss you. <laughs> yes, we do Chalora. miss you. We miss you, Chalora. Chalora. <laughs> we just scream into the void. <laughs> we just scream. <laughs> hope she hears us. We don't have Chalora today, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. But we miss her very much. Yes. Very much. Hopefully, true. she'll be here with us next week. Hopefully. Yes. I guess you're just going to have to follow us on just gaming teams on, uh, on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and all the podcast services to find out <laughs> you sure better <laughs> honestly why would you not right i'm just saying listen really? we're very close to twitch affiliate so if anyone would like to to follow us on there that would be amazing and mm -hmm. uh yeah and if you subscribe to us on youtube uh, we can uh, we can get a custom url very very soon so hopefully uh, we can get that sooner rather than later. Just put that out into the universe. Yeah, you know, just it's coming, you Manifesting. <laughs> We're manifesting. Yes, uh, we do have it's some coming. news stories, don't we? We do. Maybe a few. Maybe. A few. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to go ahead and start us off with our first one. Twitch uh, just removed the blind playthrough tag. Uh, so I have a little write-up from Kotaku that I'm going to read for us right now. Uh, blind playthrough was meant to be applied to first-time runs through games, frequently with the implication that streamers didn't want chat spoiling key story elements or trying to backseat game. Streamers and other content creators use the term pretty frequently. Recently, however, Twitch removed the blind playthrough tag following concerns about ableist language. Today, Twitch community and creator marketing director Aaron Aurelian Wayne acknowledged the change on Twitter. And her quote is, happy to see Twitch has listened to everyone who shared feedback and removed the blind playthrough tag to encourage more inclusive language for our community, she wrote. You can still use first playthrough or opt to use it in combination with no spoilers for the same sentiment. All right. Yes. So <laughs> Good let's go job, ahead and Twitch. talk about, <laughs> yeah, look at Twitch doing something. Yeah. Listening to the community, who would have thought? Right. For once. Exactly. So let's just start a little conversation about um, like, what do you think was the playthrough, was the, um, sorry, the problem with this tag? And do you agree with it being removed? Um, let's go ahead and start with, with Jam for this. What do you think? Um, I would say that I do agree with it being removed, honestly, because like they have a no spoilers tag, they have a first playthrough tag, and this was a way of combining the two of those, right, in essence. And yeah. I feel like it wasn't, one, it wasn't really necessary because you had those two tags there. Most people put that they're, this is my first time playing through the game in their title if it's if it's a game that they don't want spoilers for anyways. Um, and I, I think the, the in, I guess, the adaptation to making sure we include, you know, inclusive language, right, and it, so it's just a little weird. So I think that it not being there is, I think is good overall for the community because I don't think it's necessary. I don't think you need to 
I don't think you need that to be for people to know that you don't want spoilers, right? And yeah. if if you have, especially if you have another avenue to deal with this, and if there's a community that's saying like, look, this just is, this doesn't really make sense, right? And it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like ableist language, right? Even though we might not see it that way because it's a term we've used for a long time, community and language adapts over time. And as we realize that words don't fit the current you know, zeitgeist and the in the way we should be speaking, you can alter it. And with, you know, having what we already have there that people can use, why not? So I don't know. What do you think, Koga? Um, I think the change is absolutely fine. I wasn't honestly aware that there were those out there who had an issue with it being used that way because I was a person who did use um, the tag because of course you know you have you know first playthrough and things like that but it's another tag to just have yourself at so I wasn't even aware that people you know weren't happy about that until this just to this article so my opinion of it is I think it's 100% fine there's other options that you have that you can use so you know hey Twitch did something I think that was good they you know, listen to a community who had an issue with it. They made a change and you can use another one. Like, so you can use first playthrough or, you know, anything like that. And it, it'll mean the same thing. So I think it's good. I think it's really good. Yeah. You can, you can pair up the tags up to five tags. So to, for people who are not into Twitch or anything of the sort, um, basically every time you go live, you can set up a title, a category, and then there's a tag system where you can label yourself as like, or your content as LGBTQIA+. You can use first playthrough, no spoilers, no backseating, multiplayer, single player, depending on what you're doing, you can basically identify your content within those tags. So you can easily pair up first playthrough with no spoilers and no backseating and still have room to describe to use the lgbtqia plus tag and even like a like retro or something so it really like it, it's a non-issue to me like um i recently became aware of uh of the issues that uh the uh that the disabled folks have about like the um, the usage of blind playthrough and uh, stuff along those lines. So I just easily traded it out with first playthrough. I always thought it was silly having both there to begin with. I was like, what's like, I understand it can be like, if you, even if it's, if it's your first playthrough, maybe you've seen already someone else play it. So you, you're not necessarily, you know, maybe you already know some of the spoilers or maybe, you know, some of the things out there. <laughs> But I also don't think people will immediately jump to the conclusion that you know everything just from seeing first playthrough. You know what I mean? Like my, when I go into a stream and they say first playthrough, I'm not going to assume that they've watched someone else play it or that they did all of that. Like I'll leave that for the streamer to mention or to say or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't find an issue with it at all. I, I def, I definitely think it's a good, a step in the right direction when it, as exactly. far as Twitch listening to communities and doing the right thing by them. And hopefully this continues on to, you know, the upcoming weeks and months as we get into 2021 and more wonderful changes take place in the platform. What do you think? True. I I think okay 
first of all, I think the blind playthrough tag is kind of redundant because you do have the first playthrough tag and it's essentially the same thing. Right. Um, so there's really no need for it, one. And two, you're... people don't think about the implications of a lot of the language that they use because there are so, 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 so many terms that are just used in everyday language and on Twitch and in gaming specifically that are rooted in ableism. Yeah. And people don't really think about that. Like, um, they're, they're like blind playthrough, like turn a deaf ear. It's like, you're like, these are common expressions. Yes. But just, it's important to take a minute to kind of like, think about what you're actually saying. Like, yeah. if you're saying something that is implying something bad about a group of people, like, is that something you really mean? Or, right. like, do you mean something else? Um, yeah. So I definitely wanted to um, kind of talk a bit about, um, like, this is a great change, and I'm really excited that Twitch listened and is, is making changes like this. Um. But I think I think it's kind of like a first step for a lot of people to kind of encourage them to think about the language that they use in their everyday life. Um, yeah. So, um, what um, if we want to kind of go through everybody again? Like, what do you what do you think about about that? Like, are there any other common uh, common terms or like specifically gaming terms? I don't mind going. Think first when it comes yeah. to this yeah, because exactly. i actually re well not that recently but i've been trying over the past few weeks to because uh, i was actually watching um a friend of mine uh urban bohemian uh while he was streaming on twitch and um in one of his timers on his bot there was actually this link that had to do with like and, and the message said something to the effect of like did you know that a lot of terms we use are rooted within like ableism and stuff like that and maybe we should avoid them and here are some like suggestions and here are some terms that maybe we could avoid and stuff like that so i learned a lot and it's interesting because it's like what spin said a lot of this is like we subconsciously know that they're wrong but we also tell ourselves like oh that's not what i mean like that's obviously not what i mean but yeah it, it led me to believe like maybe we should just mean what we say you know and say what we mean and so uh i've been trying to avoid terms that you can hear and read all the time in games like stupid and um dumb lame uh insane crazy like stuff like that that is rooted within like obviously different types of ableism but still i was like i never thought about it that way and now that i'm thinking about it i since i'm like obviously we're a queer friendly like show and people obviously um it, it, it to me it opened my eyes to the idea of uh okay maybe if i want people in the queer community to feel included and to feel safe i should also want to make other people um who may uh have certain disabilities or certain um conditions also feel included and safe in my community by you know if i see it in a game i either jokingly or seriously like censor it or uh offer like if a character says something ableist i'm like oh did you mean wild did you mean uh, annoying like i try to like put that within the commentary so that people kind of uh don't 
because obviously I don't know every single dialogue that's going to happen in a game. So that's kind of right. how I try to go about it as far as like not necessarily censor, but try to change it a little bit being like, hey, maybe we don't want to say this or maybe we don't want to say that because you're a good person or you have good intentions, I'm assuming. So um, maybe let's try to do a little bit better. And that's something that it's we we all make those errors and we all make those mistakes and it's definitely not a thing of like oh you said that word you are terrible and you must forever be abolished from the internet (laughs) like that's not at all the 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 idea here but yeah do y'all have any other other instances or any situations like that um i think for for me um i think the biggest thing is is utilizing things like stupid and stupid and crazy and insane. I think those are some of the biggest ones for me because they're typically used to refer to people who who are dealing with 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 difficulties either mentally or whatever the case may be and it's used to demean them and it's something that like like I said earlier like language is something that actually does evolve and a lot of people don't like to treat it that way. Um, they treat it like language is a stagnant thing, like it hasn't changed over time. And as as language changes, we we should change with it. And the thing is, is you know, within the LGBT community, within you know POC communities, we have we have done that exact same thing with language surrounding ourselves, right? So now it's just taking a look at another community and saying, okay, what words am I using? that affect them negatively or that they don't want used and say, okay, how can I replace this word in my everyday language? And it's, there's nothing wrong with being willing to admit that you're, you've either made a mistake or said something wrong, but being willing to learn is the biggest thing. And some people just aren't, they're willing, they just want to be defensive and say, well, this is a word I've used for a long time. And it doesn't mean that. And realizing now that like, there is a, there is an evolving language that we're a part of and we need to accept that and evolve with the language. Um, and you know, it, it's, everything is, the world is, is intersectional. Like there is not one person who exists in, not everyone exists in one group and we have to pay attention to these things. So it's just very, I don't know. I'm glad that they're doing this, but I think those would be the things I've tried to replace in my, everyday vernacular pretty intensely because it's something that I used all the time, especially when I was younger. And now I'm like in my thirties and I'm like, that was ridiculous. I don't know why I did that. Right. I still catch myself being like, yeah. I do not want to say that. I didn't mean that. Like, uh, <laughs> but it's important having that awareness. Right. What do you yeah. think? Koga? I, think, I think it's that you have to, um, you know, always keep your ears open of how people feel about these type of things, because a lot of words are said and you mean something but you know because you know another group it it negatively impacts them and they may not feel that way so you have to be willing you know to listen to them and not just you know get very defensive or upset about you know just sit and try to understand where it is they're coming from and that does mean that there's going to be you know a lot of changes that you know come along the way that you know we all have to you know do not you know we're not all perfect and i'm pretty sure i've probably said quite a few of those words a lot and it's just, you know, you have to be willing to try to change that and, you know, to be a better person, you know, for those people. So, but the thing is, it can be hard to know what those words, you know, can be. 
So I say, you know, if you're not sure, um, you know, ask a few people who may or, you know, just, you know, keep your ears open and listen to what, you know, those people have to say. Because one of the things about us, you know, today compared to like, you know, early 2000s and the 90s is with the Internet, we are more connected than we ever were back then. And that means that those people now have the ability, you know, to have a voice and say something. So because it was okay in the 90s, could have been more so because no one really knew because they that we weren't able to hear that. Like I grew up, we were in the neighborhood. The only people you were really able to hear were the people on the street and in school, but not the rest of the world around you. Right. Right. So now that we have that, you know, that's used that, you know, to gain more knowledge about things like this. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's true. I wanted to go ahead and like chip in my thoughts, like as somebody who lives with uh, like mental illness and uh, physical illness. Um, I and I've I've been trying to kind of correct my vocabulary from some of these things too recently, um, and it just kind of brought into my mind like how subconsciously I was affected by the common use of, of words like this, especially like things like like crazy or lame. Like um I didn't I didn't necessarily realize how much that subconsciously affected me until my um until my disabilities got to the point where like they were disabling, uh, which was pretty recently. Um and I was just kind of finding myself kind of coping with, okay, now, now I am disabled. Like now I am this, now this is me, this is my new reality. And the, the words that are commonly used did like, I, I can definitely pinpoint did have like a subconscious negative effect on how I perceived myself. And I, I can assume for like a lot of other people living with with mental illness or with disability that's the same way, um, and I, f I feel like I like this whole um, year and this like whole journey for me has kind of been about recognizing the internalized ableism within myself and confronting that, and I think part of um, like part of it is definitely been like looking at my vocabulary and looking about like the negative implications that has for um, the negative connotations that has for me and for people like me. Uh, so that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah. And our brains are like sponges. Like the, it, like we say stuff like that to ourselves about ourselves so often. Like when we're playing a game and we do something wrong in the heat of the moment, you're like, oh, I am so insert ableist word here. And your brain, like, it doesn't matter if you say it as a joke, if you didn't mean it, if you were angry or whatever, like your brain will attach to that stuff and you subconsciously will like suck all of that into yourself and be like oh wow like i didn't realize what kind of like garbage i was like accumulating in within myself from just like saying these things hearing these things and another thing that i wanted to add before we get into our next story is that um we th this is not meant to be like oh we're telling you what to say or telling you how to speak or telling you what to do with your life the idea behind this conversation is to raise awareness to these issues and for us and people that listen to this or watch this 
to hopefully reflect a little bit as we have and as we currently do reflect on it. Um, and it's just one of those things that if you choose to continue like speaking that way or if you choose to continue doing stuff like that, then one, don't be surprised if, you know, maybe some people in your life stop hanging out with you because they don't want to hear that kind of language around you. Or if uh, uh, someone ends up calling you out or criticizing your word choices for whatever it is that you're doing and you know and because i i think obviously it's not cute to go around and like yelling at people like oh you shouldn't have said this you shouldn't have said that but at the same time um it's also like you know nobody's trying to tell you how to speak it's just more like hey let's be a little bit more conscious about everyone else around us and be a little bit more careful and be a little bit more inclusive to people and, uh, you know, don't be surprised, like, if you don't act inclusive or if you don't act in a way that is safe for people, then don't be surprised if they walk away from you, if they turn around and they're like, yeah, maybe this isn't the space for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like we're not here just being like, if you say X, Y and Z, you are automatically canceled and never redeemable again. Like, <laughs> right. it's more just like kind of think about the implications of the words that you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of the thing absolutely <laughs> yeah all right we can get into kind of a, a bit of a lighter topic yeah uh, with Koga. <laughs> want to go ahead and take it away <laughs> sure all right um so we have a um, write-up from kotaku um about zealops feedy of uh, phillips cdi games receiving a fan recreations for pc all right so we had um faces of evil and um wands of gamelon uh, were the first two of three Zelda games Nintendo published on the ill-fated Philips CDI system in the early 90s. They are very bad, so bad, Nintendo doesn't recognize them as series canon. You can keep it that way. But they still got a certain charm to them. And so this fan effort to rebuild them from the ground up on PCs is pretty neat. Rather than remaster them, Dopley has fired up Game Maker and completely remade them in a process saying he has definitely improved them in his humble opinions with stuff like new controls, a smoother frame rate over the course of four years and part-time development. Um, oh my. I've actually never played the originals. I, I mean, I'm probably going to keep it that way unless I just right. want to go back and laugh at them, which... I'll do it. You know, now, I, now, now, now I kind of want to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <I'll do it. laughs> um, but um, I think that is cool that this has been done. Um, I do also want to um, note that they have taken this down off of their website because they don't want Nintendo going in on them because that's what Nintendo does. Right. So you, you, you can find it. You just would have to do that yourself because <laughs> they took that down, Like I think, within... Oh, maybe two days or so. Uh, but, Nintendo. Um, why? Yeah, I don't know why they would want to take this down. I mean, no one's going to... I don't know. But, um, I what maybe do you... it was be released originally, so... <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, they, uh, but, I mean... they tried something and it didn't succeed. And now they don't trust anybody with their properties. And now it's just Nintendo does Nintendo and nobody else can do it. And they're overly possessive of their stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, despite um, the history with these games, 
Um, with these new, this new and improved versions, do you, um, any of you think that you would be willing to give that a try at all? I'll just start with you, Ruby. Ooh, I the only things that I know about these games is how cursed they are and how silly they are and how like I've just seen people like making fun of them on the internet and using them as examples for like bad animations or bad spin-offs or stuff like that. So I definitely have zero intentions on um delving into that. I do think it's a cool idea to take a game that may have potential but it was executed questionably <laughs> and for them to be like you know let me i'm a fan of this and i see the potential here so let me remake this entirely it just it's interesting to me that nintendo took it down it makes me almost think that they they have some sort of interest in doing their own um but it's weird because, well, like, they didn't recognize this as, like, canon. And they just are like, we haven't, we don't, we don't look at that. We, that does, that didn't happen. So don't think about it. So I don't, I don't know. But I, I, I would give it a shot, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't Nintendo who took it down. Um, The people who made it, they took it off their website because they just didn't want Nintendo coming after them. Oh, I mean, Nintendo probably wouldn't knowing them. But they were like, we're just going to stop while we're ahead. So yeah, good idea. Yeah, so okay, Nintendo didn't do it. So maybe, maybe everybody, start. Sorry for getting your hopes up if you're expecting uh, a Nintendo made version of uh, of the. Yeah, starting a conspiracy. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I would. I would have to watch like a trailer first or something like that and see how improved they are because you can say that it's new and improved. And then, you know, it not being that great regardless. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's all I know about these. <laughs> what do you think, Spin? Yeah. I've, I've personally never played these games, but I've seen a lot of cursed clips and images. <laughs> from the cutscenes especially. Right. And just... <laughs> the thing about it is, on, like... On the surface, the idea of like a point and click Zelda game is interesting. Like it could be a, a a thing. But like I I don't I don't know cuz like if if you re, if you remake the game completely, like are you also redoing the voice acting all your like which is also extremely Which was cursed. also yeah. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, I um, I would hope Nintendo wouldn't um wouldn't get on them about this because like this is obviously taking like a lot of dedication for this like one person over four years to remake these games. Right. And it's not like it's not like Nintendo. Nintendo is just like, oh, don't talk about it. It's not real. And then <laughs> I would hope they wouldn't then step in and and be like, no, you can't do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is it is Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't be necessarily shocking if they if this article was about them taking it down. <laughs> right. And like suing them or something wild like that. Right. Right. What do, what do you think, Jam? Um, these are like the most cursed version of Zelda <laughs> to ever exist. Like, 
curse content. Peak curse I, content. I remember Truly. when like I first started seeing like the clips of this on the internet and I was just like who made this like terrible cartoon of Zelda? And then I realized that it wasn't a cartoon. It was a game that someone had made at a point in time. Right. And I was like, what? And then I was like, why? Right. Why would you allow this to happen? <laughs> and then just thinking like now the way that I know Nintendo and their iron, you know, grasp that they have on everything ever. I'm always like, um, you let this happen. <laughs> Why did you, you let this did happen? This. <laughs> you did this. Like, I know that you had a right over this. Like, you licensed it to them, but you got to see it, and you still let them release it. Right. Um, but I, I'm interested to see, um, because, like, the voice acting was bad. The animation was bad. But I feel like it had some interesting music, and it was an interesting premise. So why not let it exist in like a new form and maybe someone when they fixed all of the things that people hated, which were mainly the controls and the animation of the game. If you fix that, maybe it might be a good game, right? Like, so, you know, I'm about it. Why not? I love Zelda, so, you know, I'm down to play it. I will never touch this cursed content, <laughs> but... I'll try the new version, and if it's just as cursed, I'll throw my computer out the window. I, but, <laughs> you know, so car, gotta get rid of the whole thing, right? Get just get a new one. Walk in and say, "Hey, for some reason, I was playing this game, and my computer exploded. Can you replace it, please?" <laughs> so weird. Oh no! Ooh, so weird. Oh no! <laughs> Um, yeah, Coco, what do you what do you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, I, I might try them. I never played the the originals because it just looked bad. It didn't look like it would be fun to play. It was like, like if I was to play that or stream it, it'd be something to like laugh and poke fun at. Right. <laughs> but for the I new think one, controls are worse than like all of the early 3D platformer controls. Oh no. That is really Yeah, don't bad. do it. That is really like, bad. don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Love oh, yourself. Well. Don't play it. Yeah, love like love yourself. Don't do it. The new <laughs> one though, try that. I'm I'm I might <laughs> try the new ones, we'll see. But um I, I just want to see like exactly what they did and how it feels. Com well, I can't compare it to the other ones. I never played it, but if they made it to where it's enjoyable, then that's that's a good thing. But Nintendo's definitely ain't gonna be probably cool with that because no one gave them money for it, and Nintendo likes money. And yeah. Not, no yeah. fun allowed unless there's money involved. So, yeah. Fortunately, do do y'all think there were True. there would be like other games, older games that uh, you would like to see getting like remastered or remade in this way, maybe in an official way, so we don't have to like you know go incognito online and try to find everything in like shady websites. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I'm in. Right. <laughs> you just hear the keyboard. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Um, 
I actually had a thought about this. Oh, um, let's let's this hear is gonna... it. I'm, your this your is laugh is concerning me a little bit. <laughs> this is gonna sound completely out of left field, but there was this PC game on like Windows ninety five or something that I was absolutely addicted to as a kid. It was called Flux. It was a puzzle game. I don't know if anybody else but me played this. Yep. <laughs> Jam, you did. <laughs> okay. I went on, like, a Google deep dive to search for this game as an adult because, like, it's not available in an official capacity anymore. Oh, no. Basically, and, like, I know you're like, Spin, it's, it's just like a match three puzzle game. What's so special about it? But, <laughs> listen, it was. The soundtrack is, like, peak 90s techno goodness. The soundtrack is incredible. Um... <laughs> The, the it's I know it's weird to talk about the graphics in a puzzle game, but <laughs> just just the textures of the tiles are really interesting. Like there's interesting like backgrounds. There's explosion graphics when you do a match. It's very satisfying. Okay. <laughs> so like child me was absolutely living for this game, and as an adult, I just went on a Google deep dive to try to find it. Found absolutely nothing Aww. until. Until I came up with, there's, there is, like, a fan-made website where you can play the game in a browser. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not perfect. Like, it's not the same. So, I would, I would absolutely love an official or even a fan-made version of this game that I could just play on my computer and just, like, live my, like, childhood Windows 95 life and just, like, yeah. bop out to the techno and, like do some matches and make things explode like that was my that was my entire jam like in all honesty for a, for a matching game loved it couldn't stop yeah my mom was like yeah i came down do anything else in your life anything else <laughs> I'm so glad that, that at least, like, Jim, you know what I'm talking about. Because right. I was worried that I was going to come on here and be, like, gushing over a, a match three puzzle game. And y'all were going to be like, what? <laughs> I mean, we, you still are, like, but. You could just, just play Candy Crush, you know. Oh, not Candy not Crush. Not the same. It's a terrible and no one should play it. Oh, Candy Crush is terrible. Oh. But yeah, if if y'all if y'all need some some jams, if y'all want to just like turn up your music and have a solo dance party, uh, a quarantine quarantine safe dance party, just like put on the soundtrack of Flux from the Windows ninety five, and a moment. <laughs> all right, it is a moment. <laughs> It's an entire moment. <laughs> do do any of do any of y'all have any other games that that you might think of? Oof. I there were some games from the early two thousands, I would say, or like mid two thousands that were like on the Disney Channel website that you could play. Like there oh, was a yeah. there were like a couple Kim Possible games where you had to like stack like sandwiches or something and then there were like a lot of those like flash games that were like very entertaining um as a kid that uh wait no the the, the sandwich one was Lilo and Stitch I think the um, 
the Kim Possible one, it was this game where there was like a treadmill of foods and you were the little the little rat Rufus and you just have to like go around and if it's like uh, if you saw like a, a, a an ice cream you had to put like chocolate topping on it and then if like chips flew by you had to like put cheese on them like it was just you know peak entertainment um for the early 2000s uh children out there <laughs> y'all may know this i think it would be interesting if there was some sort of like i know the games are available to play online um because i think the website is either still up or like there there's like a fan website where they uploaded everything and you basically get to re-experience all of that again um but uh, other than that i can't really think of like it's interesting because we've gone to this point where a lot of childhood stuff has been kind of remastered and remade um so i can't really think of like anything else uh i think ooh, actually i just thought of something i think it would be really nice if sega for the sonic anniversary i think there's like a big anniversary coming up if they released a good version of sonic 06 because that game had potential you had sonic you had shadow you had silver uh maybe add more girlies in there make it like almost like a sonic adventure type situation where you can play as amy uh and uh, maybe rouge she's also fierce uh put knuckles in there the, his levels weren't that great but if you if you make them great they that could be a good time some treasure hunting uh put tails in there give him a storyline other than like racing against sonic um I, I i think that would be cute like if we get, if we got like the non-official sonic adventure 3 aka like sonic 06 but like a good game because it's so cursed to the point of like even me as a sonic fan i'm like i don't even want to like i don't want to get any version of this because i know this is glitch city and like there's game breaking glitches and bugs that you can't even get through so i'm like give me just a good version of that give me like you know the the game that the sonic fans deserve <laughs> yeah do y'all have any exactly yeah, I was going to say Sonic 06 as well because that was um not that was not what I saw in the first trailer that looked really <laughs> clean and like Sonic was just jumping off the walls and then flipping and landing on his feet. That's not what we got. When this game came out, he would just be going in like one direction. It looked like he's about to land head first and then it's just on his feet when you're just jumping off the walls. It makes no sense. The sense of speed is just not there. Knuckles getting stuck on walls. Mm, no. Like I would love now. I, I know, like in Sonic Generations on PC, there's a mod that you can like replay like some of like the Sonic levels and whatnot in that engine. But I would like for them, yeah, to go back and be like, okay, well, how could it have been if they actually had you know the time and everything to get that done? So I, I think they didn't have the time to finish it. Yeah, and it just came out like a mess. I like the soundtrack though. But that's probably what kept me playing that game. It's pretty good. But gameplay-wise, it's not. The story doesn't make sense either because it's time travel and they messed that up. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember uh, random funny story. Like, I remember as a kid 
PS3 became a thing and I was like, okay, cool. What whatever happened to that Sonic game that I heard? And then I I looked on the store. It wasn't on the PlayStation store. I was like, this is weird. And then I looked online and I realized that they only had like physical copies, but it was very rare. And I was like, I wonder why that is. And then I looked more into it and realized that the game was a disaster. So, you know, younger me, which it was probably not even this was probably like high school me by this point. I was like, wait, no, 06. I only found about it later. So, yeah, it was probably like late middle school, early high school. And I was like, I I was crushed. I was like, you mean to tell me that this game that I thought was going to be the biggest deal for a Sonic fan was actually a, a disaster? And then I thought, it can't be that bad until eventually Let's Players on YouTube start covering that game. And I was like, oh, that's what they meant. Like, that's how bad it is. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Imagine getting that day one. Like, it came out on PS3, like, a bit later. It got delayed. So I got it day one, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, I can't wait. And it's just <laughs> the first level, and I'm like, this really feels off. Cause like, it, Sonic, you're not that fast. Because they also hyped it up because it was, like, an anniversary, too. So that's why they crunched to get that disaster out when they did. So I think it could be a fun full circle moment if they got it even listen, if it means that the game is not going to be good for the anniversary, just a few uh, announce it at the anniversary and be like, "Hey, in a few months from now or a, a couple of years from now, there's going to be this really good game that we're not going to rush because we know what happened last time we tried doing that." <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. That's yeah. just that's a tragedy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you do, do you have any any jam that you can think of that you were um, you would like to see? Honest, I'm gonna this is gonna be honest, and this is a game that I still like love and I think and I when I played it originally I thought it was a good game. Like I just need a full on remake of Super Mario sixty four. Like yeah. With good controls, a good camera, then <laughs> that game will actually be fun now. Like as a child, it was fun because it was, it was just like this is a this is a 3D Mario game. Now going back and trying to play it, I'm just like this is terrible, and no one should ever play this because the controls are so bad. But you're speaking if, directly to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm. Just... If they if they would fix if they would remake it and fix the controls, honestly, they could leave it in the blocky N sixty four texture because that would be I, cute, I could, right? Like in what Super Mario Odyssey, you could get a you could get a skin that made him look like the blocky character from Super Mario sixty four. I just need to be able to actually control the game in a manner that's playable. Yeah. You know, Ruby like you with you know Tomb Raider. <laughs> Thankfully, there's a reboot times. for that, but yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that I have found myself in my playthrough of Mario 64, in my Mario 64 journey, on a, like an impossibly skinny platform <laughs> with these controls where right. if, you, if you just gently nut, if you just like blow on the stick, you're <laughs> you slide off into oblivion. If you breathe on the stick from Mars, <laughs> you will jump off the platform. 
I don't get it. Why is it so sensitive? Why does the camera just fly around? Like, oh. I, I just don't. Who said that? That was over here. Now the camera's over here. Now the camera's inside my body. <laughs> I, listen, like, I oh, want to love that game so bad. And I'm like having a good time playing it, but I have to do it in some very, very small doses for my own, like, just like stability and <laughs> safety. <laughs> right. To be fair, to be fair, six, and now we're talking about them like re-releasing it like that this year. But in '96, in 1996, I see it. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to get used to. That was a really awkward period where we get 3D games and they were like really weird. So they had to get used to it. Valid. Stop that! Stop that at (laughs) once. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am not saying, like I said, I believe that at the time, like they they made the first basically big 3D platformer. I'm yeah. not knocking them for that. I think they did what they could do at the time, right? I'm not saying that for the time period, it's bad. But they re-released it now, and it's still bad. Yeah, without fixing anything. <laughs> without fixing anything. They were just like, here, pay me $60 or however much it was for the three games together. And you gave me a game with bad controls. You gave me, in my opinion, the best Mario game of all time, Super Mario Sunshine. And then, you know, Super Mario Galaxy. But it could have fixed the controls in, in Mario 64. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't even want like a remaster. I just want yeah. just a game that works and controls that aren't so sensitive. You know, yeah. an explosion of a star all the way on the other side of the universe causes me to jump to my death. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> Can I ask a question from the perspective of someone who knows nothing about this? So there was a game, a port that came out in the DS or 3DS that you could play basically the same game as Yoshi and Mario and someone else could have been Luigi could have been literally anyone I don't remember I'm so sorry if that was you Luigi I love you you're my favorite of the Mario brothers anyway regardless um was that port like um a better version of the game like was that like was it praised for being like for having better controls and better camera and all that stuff because I I asked that because when they re-released the collection thingy people were saying like why didn't they use the 3ds version and so I'm asking myself and you all now like was that version better and they just chose to go back to the old version for some reason I never actually played the 3DS version, but I have heard similar things that like that one has has does have a better controls. Yeah, I never played the six, I never played the uh, DS version. But... I played that one. Um, the control it depends. Like I personally was not fond of using the D pad over an analog stick, so I didn't like Ooh. that as much. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound fun. Like, it was very weird. Um, control wise, I don't really, I don't remember how how the candle not the candles, the cameras um, handled. But as for the look of it, I think it's a hit and miss. In some ways, it looks better, and in some ways, it kind of doesn't. Like, the Nintendo 64 version kind of, I, I don't want to say cleanish, 
like they use like more updated models and whatnot, but some of them to me just did not look as good in certain um spaces. But it it wasn't a bad port. Like I played it, but unfortunately the D pad kind I'm sorry, I I don't care what they would have fixed. I personally would have played it with an analog over a D pad any day. It just it wasn't yeah. very well to me for like trying to move them around and I ended up like falling off ledges. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm feeling all these struggles from having played Banjo Kazooie, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the, it's basically the same experience. Like unreasonable platforms that you have, to, or like little tiny, like w like the the littlest places that you like bridges, and you're like, oh, if you fall, you're gonna die immediately because there's lava at the bottom, and you're like, oh, the camera and the controls are not helping in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so... You're just like, okay, everybody, shut up. Every nobody breathe. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go across the sledge. Any sound waves <laughs> will impact my gameplay. <laughs> I truly don't understand, like, because every every. 3D platformer of that generation was the same. Like just and a, a camera that didn't work <laughs> yeah. and controls that was so sensitive that you could literally do nothing in the game. It's just right. like, why? Why did you make games like this? They really tried. And at the time everybody was screaming. I remember even like not to go back to Sonic too much, but Sonic Adventure was the first 3D Sonic game. Well, you know, there was Sonic 3D. But that one was like, whoa, a new console. Oh, no, like they, there's voice acting. There's all of this. And going back as an adult, I see all the issues in it. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, why did I play this? How did I enjoy this? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Lip yeah. flaps yeah. were the best. <laughs> oh, they, they were a, a journey. They were, they were a journey. I kind of love it, though. Like, I love how, like, they don't match at all. It was just like, oh, it, an attempt it's was bad. Made. <laughs> yeah, they're they're bad, but it's it's hilarious to watch. It's yeah. like a big over exaggeration of trying to make it look like what they're saying. Yes. It's absolutely bad. Uh, should we move on to our next story before we get caught up in nostalgia and criticizing all the ports <laughs> that we are not happy with? <laughs> get into it we had to we had a couple more stories to get yeah. through so um so oscar isaac cast as solid snake in the new upcoming metal gear solid movie so in a write-up from pc gamer hollywood focus out the deadline has a scoop on sony's long in development metal gear solid movie reporting uh from its sources that oscar isaac has been cast as um as protagonist solid snake and it turns out isaac's been angling hard for this role for some time Speaking to Eurogamer back in 2017, director uh, Jordan Boyd-Roberts, going to go with that, said, it's not a direct adaptation of any particular game. Um, um, it sounds too much like a modern statement to call it a remix uh, because that's not what it is, but it's trying to fuse a couple of different storylines together and it all ties together with the device I can't really talk about right now, but that I'm really excited about. I think it's going to make a movie where people go, whoa, I've not seen that before. And that's very cool. And I think it's a very Kojima, uh, it's very Kojima in its approach. So 
One, how do you guys feel about Oscar Isaac playing Solid Snake if you've ever played a Metal Gear Solid game? And are you a fan of the Metal Gear Solid series? Uh, we'll start with you, Kogo. What do you think? Um, I'm I'm not sure about the him playing as the movie. I'm, I guess I'm not sure because I wasn't aware about this until like maybe like a few hours ago. Um, I mean, if he can if he can make it work, sure. Um, I said when it comes to video game movies, I'm very kind of like not yeah. sure. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's like, are you going to be able to cram this big story that they how they do it into like a movie? Because if they were to do because these these stories to these games are like long. Like Metal Gear Solid Four cutscenes were long. I ate an entire meal during like the last cutscene. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, as for the Metal Gear Solid series, well, Metal Gear series in general, I do like them. Um, I, I loved four because it let me play whatever way I wanted. I not the biggest fan of stealth. I can do it, and I did like after a certain point, and if you leveled up, you can just run in and just shoot people if you wanted to do that. It's like, <laughs> all right, look, I don't feel like hiding and all that. I'm going to like go in this one spot and shoot you all and then just get it done. Like you could literally do that. And I did like the freedom that you were able to do that. Um, five, I never finished. I kind of got bored constantly going to like one area. Then you get done. Then you go back into your base. Then you go back to the same area. Like it started off really strong and then it just got a little bit boring for me. Yeah. But um, as for this movie, um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. But I mean, consider because I know Kojima; he's very fond of you know movies. So I would hope that he has something to do with this. I hope, like, if I see him have anything to do with it, I will have high hopes, high in the sky hopes. I don't think he will. I don't think they'll let. I don't. I don't think they'll let him touch it. To be honest with you, like. The falling out they had, <laughs> Kojima from anything to do with Metal Gear Solid, even though that was your baby. Yeah, that was pretty. But um, how you feel about it, Ruby? Are you uh, on board with the movie? I I'm very neutral about this. Um, I didn't necessarily I not necessarily I didn't at all play the Metal Gear series in any way, shape, or form. Um. I remember my brother playing them and I remember him being stuck in a boss fight that needed and he was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And turns out he needed to change either like the memory card from port one to port two or like one of the or the controller, something along those lines. And I remember thinking that was so silly, but also we were both like mind blown, like it can tell which ports were on. Oh, my God. You know, it was very that it was like. Oh my God, technology, you know? So, um, no, but other than that, um, I'm not a stealthy kind of person. I'm really bad at like that kind of approach in video games. I think uh, a few of the original like Metal Gear Solid games are on PC now. They ported them officially. So I would be giving, I would be willing to give them a try just for the sake of like, you know, trying out a classic and seeing how I feel about it. But uh, as far as the movie, I, I'm i just not really sure how it's going to go. I mean, Oscar is a, a very 
uh, when I saw the 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 the, um, the headline, I was like, yeah, he he looks like he could play that character. It seems very fitting, and he's also very good looking, so that doesn't hurt either. Um, but um, yeah, I I would be I would probably th there's a bigger likelihood that I'll watch the movie and then see what I think about it than for me to like invest hours and hours within the games because by the time there's like five or six games i'm like oh i i'm it's overwhelming to take upon like a, move on yeah, yeah it sometimes it's just like oh maybe i just missed that train entirely and i'm just not going to get into that series because there's way too much to catch up on you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um, yeah what do you think spin yeah i think i think definitely like making a movie specifically out of like inspired by uh, Metal Gear series is a really interesting concept because they are so cinematic and because they're known for having like really intricate cutscenes and like I've seen uh, people do like compilations where they just string all the cutscenes together and make their own movies basically. <laughs> so I feel like it it is a video game that lends itself well to more more so to being a movie than a lot of video games that are made into movies do. So I think it's a really interesting concept. Uh, personally, I haven't played any of the games. I'm just not a stealthy girly. You know, I just, I'm more of a, like, run up and shoot while screaming kind of girly. Same. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to hide? <laughs> oh. Spin runs in. Move, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, move, I'm gay. Y'all should have seen me playing, um... Because I played through all of Bioshock Infinite, and I oh, literally just, no. like, spammed the machine gun the entire time. <laughs> I was just running, shooting, yelling the entire time. <laughs> oh. Just fully move on gay. <laughs> I, I got places to go. I love that. I did that, too, when I played it. Uh, that's so funny. Like, I was like, maybe I should be careful. But then I was like, that lasted like two minutes no, and I started yeah. shooting and then everybody else started shooting, which led to me not wanting to hide anymore and be like, you know what? Y'all want to fight? Let's fight. And then I died. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then I didn't go back to the game ever. It's very that. It's very that. Hey, I think feel like that's a valid strategy. I, I did complete the game, the entire game. That there you way. go. Love that. <laughs> but um, the cat with the casting choice, I do see it. Yeah. Like, I I see it. I feel like this makes sense. And uh, I, might, I might be interested to see the movie. I mean, when it, when it does eventually come out, I know it's been delayed for a really long time, and they're currently not, like... It's very in, like, the pre-production stages because of COVID, and they've yeah. only just, like, announced this casting after, like, two years of it being in development. So, um, hopefully this means that they're going somewhere with it, and it will eventually happen, but it's definitely kind of an up in the air thing yeah um yeah def definitely um and with that we can kind of get into a, a just a discussion this isn't really like necessarily connected to like a news story we just kind of wanted to get into like a discussion about uh cyberpunk 2077 i know because i know we've talked a lot about some of the issues with the game um, but since it is coming out very soon, we can just kind of, like, wrap it up and just 
have have like a final discussion about it. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> you know, so you want to go into it, that? Yeah. It's uh, so uh, as Cyberpunk 2077's release approaches. Uh, there's obviously more and more discussions about the ethics of playing that game, of the themes surrounding the game, the discussions around it, and people being like, oh, I'm not going to play it. And some people being like, why? I didn't know there was anything wrong with the game. And even though you could argue that these discussions have been happening for a while. And then there's the aspect of p potential performative support. Um, and people at first being like, oh, this game, I'm, I, can't, I can't do it. And then as the release date approaches, them, be, them being like, oh, you know, but it is a very popular game, so I may, I may still live stream it because I'm going to get more viewers. Um, so, uh, but basically, it we kind of discussed whether or not we wanted to talk about it again because we briefly mentioned some issues with Cyberpunk in previous episodes of the show. So, but... We, it, it felt like at the end of the day, since the game is coming out, we wanted to address it in like a final way and, and just state our thoughts about it, go a little bit more in depth about the issues that are within the game, the studio, etc. So um, I actually found this thread from Resetera. So um, it, it basically encompasses a lot of uh, the issues that are surrounding this entire situation. So um, obviously, uh, we can start with some contextual stuff. So um, when it comes to their tweets, and this is from the Cyberpunk 2077 account, uh, it traces back to 2018, and uh, there were there was a, a situation where uh, someone quote tweeted cyberpunk, and they were and they replied to it by asking, "Did you just assume their gender?" Uh, and obviously, it was the first of many controversies over the span of the last couple of years. Um, and while it may not seem as though that line is like transphobic or incredibly offensive it actually stems from the mocking of outrage culture and how several out like alt-right people have this idea of like trans people are overly sensitive and they just you know respond like anything it's like oh we everybody just says like oh did you just assume my gender did you just assume their gender when it's a thing that literally as a non-binary person I, I know so many trans people and I've never heard one person say this seriously. So it, it, it stems from that mockery of like, oh, assuming the gender, don't assume it. Like even I see people do this all the time with like, don't, assu don't assume the gender of the robot in this game. Don't assume, you know what I mean? Like people kind of, they don't probably know where the joke kind of comes from, but it comes, uh, it comes from, you know, mockery of the trans community and reactions to misgendering. So um, they apologized it. They apologized for it at the time, and then um, due to that that apology, the you know the alt right fan base of that game you know basically spammed them with like calling them social justice warrior clowns and you know just spamming with a lot of stuff along those lines. Um, back in two thousand eighteen as well. Um, CD Projekt Red's online storefront, GOG.com, uh, 
posted a tweet using the hashtag won't be erased to promote classic video games. And that hashtag at the time was being used uh, due to a Trump administration memo that proposed a strict definition of gender based on a person's genitalia at birth. So obviously that would cause for trans individuals and trans identities to be erased. So that's why the hashtag it, uh, won't be erased even came to fruition. And obviously um, there was you know, um, an outcry of uh, responses to it and uh, criticisms. And apparently they fired the person involved. So again, this was 2018. People may think it was two years ago. They are okay. They addressed those things. They fired or, you know, reprimanded the people involved. What's wrong with the game? So let's go to 2019, last year, June 2019, and um, there was a gameplay reveal of the game, and one of the posters, or several posters in-game, uh, featured um, what is a basically a fetishized caricature of a trans woman. Uh, you can see a visible boner in the photo, and it's supposed to present like um, this fizzy drink with the phrase, mix it up. Um, so the idea, obviously, if people don't understand why this is wrong, it's basically fetishizing trans, a trans woman's body and highlighting the, the transness of her, if you will, and, uh, reducing people down to their genitals and making a whole ordeal about their existence and about their transness rather than, uh, normalizing them and, properly representing them. So then, um, you know, obviously this also got criticized. They got out of it by saying that the person is sexy and it's supposed to be about, uh, you know, it's supposed to represent the hypersexualization in advertisements in the real world, yada, yada, yada. Um, there were also, so they ended up not removing that at all and there are other posters along those lines in the game as far as we know obviously the game isn't out yet but from what they've showed the that brand of fizzy drinks still exists in game um they also had an advertisement uh that implied uh that a trans um a trans individual was a sex worker um, which obviously plays into the stereotype that trans women are, like, for the most part, it's basically the stereotype that trans women are sex workers and uh, the negative connotations that can come from that. Um, so obviously they also did that, and they, they keep justifying stuff as being like, it's a dystopia, it's meant to be bad, it's meant to represent what's wrong with society all of that stuff. And it's important for people to also understand that there is political, potential political bias. All of this is alleged, obviously, but um, the CD Projekt Red operates in Poland, and obviously there's a very complicated relationship with that country and the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, they have LGBTQIA plus free spaces, uh, anti-LGBTQIA anti plus propaganda, um, very intense stuff. And to that, they said that the studio uh, has different approaches to political, religious, and spiritual and internal life. Um, and that as a studio, they cultivate openness and approach everything in a way that everyone can have a voice and represent each of these shades. So um, 
you may think, Ruby, you've been speaking for a long time. Is that it? No. <laughs> I will continue to present the case uh, because there's also a character creator and people will be like, oh, I've heard that this is diverse. Well, think again. So the gendered options in this game, you can have a male presenting body, a female presenting body, and that doesn't determine your gender. What does determine your gender in game is apparently your voice. So if you choose to have... Um, a high-pitched voice character, your character will be referred to as she, her. And if you have a lower-pitched voice, your character will be referred to as he, him. Obviously, another very sensitive topic within the trans community because obviously it's, um, you know, the voice that you have doesn't represent your identity. And... Um, yeah. It's just, it, it seems very, very silly to even allow that. Uh, there's obviously the consequence that we touched upon of like cis people joking around with the idea like, wouldn't it be so funny to have a chick with a dick or a guy with a vagina and th how wrong that is as well? Because it's also like, hey, let's not make a mockery of other people's bodies. Um, and also their genitalia does not reflect their identity. Um, last but not least there was um as far as the queer community uh, they had a um, cosplay competition um uh, that uh, the winner of said competition was a cisgendered female individual who cosplayed as the character from the advertisement that i was just talking about and um she even had a glowing penis. What a what a subtle hint that we're fetishizing trans transness and trans characters. Um, so again, they went about it by saying that they didn't want to offend anyone and they wanted to show how oversexualization of people is bad. So along that, there's also claims and proof that they um, actually have mandatory crunch so mandatory overtime we talked about this on a previous episode um, obviously uh, up until the game comes out there, the crunch is continuing on as we speak now because the game still hasn't come out off the time we're recording this and they've done some uh, other uh, follow-up gameplay and uh, game teasers where they showed a lot of groups in game that are very racially stereotypical and um, so they also are misrepresenting people uh, from various communities that are also not happy with how they're being represented so I'm sorry, that was a very long introduction to the topic, <laughs> but there was a lot to cover there. And so I am going to shut up and let y'all speak for the next <laughs> for the next hour because people are tired of hearing my voice and I'm also tired of hearing my own voice. So <laughs> y'all can go on ahead. What do y'all think about this entire situation? I can I can go ahead and start. Um from my uh, perspective as a trans person, um, the argument that it's a dystopia, it's supposed to be bad, just does not really hold water when you think about 
the fa one, the fact that these advertisements are not like provided in any kind of context that would imply that that's what you're going for. Um, it's just in the world and you're allowing the people who are playing the game to kind of make their own decisions about it. And when you have the, the attitudes of like a lot of gamers who are like, oh, this is fine. They're going to see that and they're going to think it's fine unless you provide some kind of context that it's not. Um, but also when it's coupled with the context of some of these tweets from the official game account and from the company, it starts to look like, oh, like they have like ulterior motives kind of for doing this. Because it really feels like they see trans people as a joke. And with the, like, did you just assume their gender thing? Like, if, um, for people who don't know, the um, jokes like the, did you just assume my gender? Or I identify as an attack helicopter. Are, like, very common um, jokes that are made at the expense of trans and non-binary people. And um, this is very clearly like a reference to that kind of energy and that, that kind of hostility towards uh, trans and non-binary people as a joke. So like it really feels like this company sees trans people as a joke and it's kind of like, oh, it, it kind of feels like, oh, we're going to include trans bodies in this like very like overt and like sexualized way like as a oh tee that's funny like that that's what it feels like more to me instead of like a statement on like oh this is this is a bad thing because we're in a dystopia that <laughs> that's that's kind of my perspective on it and like I know that people have kind of made up their own opinions already on this game. I feel like there's um, there's some people who just aren't going to listen to trans people, basically. Like, there's some people who have made up their minds, are like, oh, the transphobia stuff isn't a big deal. Like, it's, it's fine. It's just a few trans people overreacting, and I'm just going to play the game anyway. And, like... I know, like, the people, at this point, I feel like the people who don't want to hear trans people's opinions on this issue aren't going to hear us. And, but, I mean, there are some people who, like, genuinely, genuinely don't know. And that's kind of what we're doing this for, in a, in a way. Um, so, let me go ahead and hand it over to, to Jam to kind of see what you think about, about some of this. I definitely want to get um, y'all's perspective. Uh, I I would have to agree. Like the the issue here is that, um, it's the it's the joking, it's the mockery, it's the, you know, it's the complete disregard for a portion of the community. For me, honestly, like at at some point, you know why is it that you, you know, you have people say, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this, or, oh, this is something that I want to be a part of this whole, of this game or of this experience. And you say, okay, let's listen to what these people have to say. And then when you have 
specific group of people who are saying, hey, this one specific thing that you did is problematic and I would like you to change this. I'm not asking you to change the whole game. I'm asking you to change this and acknowledge that this is a problem. And if if you're, you know, and and you know, as many people here may know, I will stand on a soapbox about my problems with in-stage capitalism and I'm for a game that will criticize the fact that it's problematic and and those types of things. Like I'm for that, but doing like using that as a crutch for well the society is bad so this is just a part of that society is lazy it's it's falling back on things that you don't have to use like you can do this and you can make that commentary without doing this and the other big thing which um, you know, Ruin Crown mentioned in our chat uh, here on our stream on Twitch is that like, why was no one in the room when this conversation was happening? Like, if you're saying that you hold yourself to a different standard than the country that you're in and those types of things, why is it that you don't have people in the room when it comes to this type of thing? And yes, it may not be that that person is offended by this, but that person might be is probably in more contact with people who would respond to this and say okay people will probably be offended by something like this maybe it doesn't affect me because either they're like well i i get the joke because i work here and i understand what this is meant to be but other people are offended because they don't see what's coming from this and they just this isn't in any kind of context so they're just not and i don't understand like why is it in 2020 we're still having to have conversations about the fact that if you don't have people in the room, this continues to happen. Like we've said it about a, a number of companies, right? Like over and over again, it's like, this was something that could have easily been avoided if you just had diversity in your group, you know? And not, and again, not everyone's gonna have the same opinion, but those people have different voices that you're not hearing that they're hearing and they can provide a perspective. And I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. And, and to the conversation of people who potentially are still like, like, Oh, I feel weird about this. I'm not going to play the game. But then now we're like, well, I'm still going to play it. You know, hold that same energy that you held when, you know, JK Rowling was you know being a turf and now you're like i'm not gonna play the hogwarts games anymore is it like do the same thing here like just because you were excited about this game and and i get it like i'm not gonna get i'm i'm not gonna stop being friends with somebody because they because they play a game probably but at least be willing to actually continue to overtly criticize it if you were critical of it before and it I don't know. I could go on and on and on about how this is problematic because this is just like, it's just clear in 2020 that, you know, transphobia, homophobia, just LGBTIA, uh, LGBTQIA plus like um, hatred and racism and all of that is just like at an all time overt high right now. And it's just like, I, I just, I just don't understand. Like, how have we gone back to this? Like, why are we here? Why are we not still progressing forward? Um, but I, you know, I'll stop before I go, get on the soapbox about other things. Like, <laughs> but uh, what, how do you feel, Koga? What do you have to say about it? 
Um, definitely does feel like they should have had more people in the room who were a part of the community so they can have multiple perspectives because it doesn't feel like they do. So they, so then they are advertising the game and we have to go off of certain things without much context. So it doesn't really, it makes it hard to see like, you know, where are they coming from? And it doesn't help that they have issues, you know, previously, you know, like with, I know it was like 2018, they had the issue with you on Twitter. I know that they said that they, you know, that the person who was, I guess, doing that, um, he was fired. But I mean, people will still, you know, look at that. And also if there's ongoing issues, and there has been since, whether it be through social media or, you know, the games and things like that. So it, it, it for me, it gets to a point where it's like, I don't plan on getting it right now because I don't know like what they're how they plan on going about this. So it's like for me, I have to wait, watch, see how the community, you know, reacts and then, you know, see from there. Because I do know a few who are part of the trans community who don't have the same opinion as a lot of people on it. And for me, who's not trans, I do have to take that into account as well, because I can't tell them that, you know, how they feel is wrong. I, I can't do that. So at the same time, I also listen to those who have an issue with it and, you know, try to speak with them and get where they're coming from as well. And, you know, both have valid points, but it really just feels like they didn't have many of the community in the room. And it's just causing a big, big issue. And I remember we were talking about this before, is that you have to make sure you have those people, you know, who represent the community in the room to get, you know, multiple perspectives so you can better handle the situation. Because right now you have people who are feeling, you know, upset and like they may made fun of, and that's not something you want to do. And that may not be your intention, but where's the context? We won't know until the game is out. And that, and by then it may not even be worth it because then they will have to have the game spoil to get the context. So for me, I, I wish they would have just handled this entire thing better. Um, I've, I haven't, I can't say I was ever completely hyped about it. I mean, the game looks nice, but I have a backlog of games anyway. So it's like missing it isn't something that bothers me. Um, for as for you know, content creators who are talking about they may want to look, you know what you're gonna do. Don't don't waste my time with this nonsense on Twitter. You, you know what you want to do. If you're going to do it, don't give me no. BS excuse. Fine. I get it. Go do it. But at the same time, as you know, Jam said, you're going to have to keep that same energy when it comes to, you know, these other titles as well. But we know people don't do that. So that's that's pretty much where I stand right now. I'm just going to, you know, keep listening to the community, wait, you know, and see how when the game does come out and how people have played it and then listen to the community, you know, again and see what did they do yeah yeah uh it's it definitely doesn't come as surprising to see people glorifying a product that harms the trans community because unfortunately our community just isn't just doesn't listen to the t in lgbt um very often um so it it's it's less surprising when it comes from like you know cis hetero folks that are clueless about these issues and they often don't listen to or don't read anything unless it's on like a big news like 
publication or anything of the sort. So they're not actively looking to these threads to, you know, to look into the issues um, that target the queer community, um, the POC community. You know, it's just um, not surprising. It is disappointing when it comes from within the queer community when it's like, oh, you know, a couple trans people told me it's okay to stream it, so I'm going to stream it. Or, you know, a couple of, of, of people I spoke to were fine with it, so I'm it's fine. I'm fine with it. Or when a cis person, and I'm just going to say that because I could be talking about gay people, I could be talking about straight people, it doesn't really matter. Non-trans people will often as well, especially if they're a part of the queer community, they will be like, oh, you know, I'm going to play it and actively criticize it. Okay, but do you, are you actively going to, like, know everything that is wrong with it? Because if you haven't lived it or if you haven't experienced it or if you don't have, like, a person with you that is trans... Yeah. Like in a voice chat with you or in person with you that will actively commentate alongside you? Or are you just going to stream it, hope it's not offensive, or hope that your community will actively tell you if it's right or wrong? Also, another thing that is interesting is, and we were talking about this while we were setting up to do the show, is that when you're a content creator, sometimes, well, I would say like most times, people won't just straight up tell you like, hey, you're offending me or hey you're doing something wrong like oftentimes people just will unfollow click out and move on like the people mm -hmm. who are maybe willing to give you a chance they will be like oh no i don't see a problem with it you know i'm trans and you're okay to stream it i don't i won't fault you for it and so it obviously one that's like you know a little bubble like a, a little eco chamber that you should kind of avoid like hey if everyone is telling me that it's okay let me look outside of my little bubble and see if other people think the same. Because just because the four of us, for example, say something and we if if the four of us agree on something doesn't mean that our opinions are inherently right or wrong. It's just like our opinions and you should listen to other people's opinions and get right. their feedback. And also it's like it, it doesn't matter if there's three of us, if there's four of us, if there's six of us on, on the podcast, we can't actively represent the entire community with our own words and our own experiences. So me being non-binary, Spin being uh, being trans, uh, our experiences also don't speak for everyone else's in the community. Uh, with that being said, it's like, even if it's like one person tells you that it's offensive or that it's problematic or it's triggering to them, wouldn't you listen to that person rather than the people who are like, hey, it's fine, don't worry about it, right? Uh, wouldn't you want to protect them, especially if you claim to have a safe space or an inclusive space? Um, exactly. So that's also another thing. Um, I The only people that I will not actively side-eye playing this are people that identify within the trans umbrella. Because those people I trust, first of all, I can't tell them what to do. If they're not offended by it, that's their prerogative. That's their journey. That's their opinion you know, doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. Or if I trust someone who will actively criticize it or will actively have an opinion, um, because they speak from a non-cis perspective, for example, um, a, a friend of mine, a fellow teammate, Sierra Mist, 
they're a drag performer and they um, posted an entire thread about how they are very conscious of all the issues in the game and they will actively stream the game from a non-cis perspective so that they can actually provide commentary. And they also said they will actively pull the plug on it if they see that it's too much, if they see that it's it's triggering people, including themselves, if it's um, not okay at all. So I think I... I don't want to tell anyone and I'm not telling anyone what to do with their lives, but don't be surprised that if you're a non-trans person who decides to make content out of this or publicly praise this or the Harry Potter game coming out, you know, in God knows when, that people will not either want to hang out with you, that people will subtweet you, that people will criticize you because that's just the reality. I like, I don't think just because you're a part of the LGBTQIA plus community, I don't think you can speak for the entire community, uh, especially if you're not a part of that particular community that is being targeted. Um, so, you know, agreed. Uh, that that's, you know, it, it's 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 like me as a, as a white person being like, I'm gonna play this game that is being filled with like cultural cultural appropriation claims and I'm, as a white person i will criticize it like i don't know like well i i of course know what cultural appropriation is but i don't have the kind of education like or the lived experience to actively commentate on something that um of course i can commentate on problematic situations but why would I put myself out there to do that when I could leave the room open for people who are affected by that to speak on their experience? Because it's okay. Even though social media, you're, you're, you know, you're encouraged to talk about everything. Sometimes it's okay to shut up and uplift others, you know, and let others speak, especially if they're the ones affected by a specific issue. So, um, with that being said, I have no intentions of uh, playing this game streaming this game i will watch people that i trust to hear their opinions on it uh, because it is also important for trans people to commentate on the game um, because those perspectives need to be had and they need to be heard and obviously they will not be had or heard if no trans folks out there pick up the game right so either if they get a review copy or if they purchase it i will never point a finger at any trans individual for playing this game because it is necessary for the commentary to be out there and um i will side eye you if you're a non-trans person that's it <laughs> that's all yeah yeah I, I definitely have like a, a very similar perspective to that like i'm i'm grateful to the the trans people who are like strong enough to see that and do that commentary but it can it could not be me <laughs> right I, but I am i am really i am really grateful to the, the trans people who do decide to to play the game and and for the purposes of, of commentating on the, these issues yeah um i also um i know i don't want us to like run too too long about this but i did want to like take a minute to talk about some of the racial stereotyping because the whole it's it's a dystopia it's supposed to be bad argument really really does not hold water when you when we talk about this um there was a trailer recently um and I, d I did link this article in our twitch chat um 
there was a trailer recently um, depicting some of the gangs in Night City, uh, the, the city in the game. And they're basically all just uh, racial stereotypes. Yeah. Um, there's, um, there's like a Hispanic gang, a, a an Asian, Asian gang. gang. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's completely like irrespective of the ver- the huge, huge variety of cultures that are in all of the within all of those communities. Yeah. And just like mashing them all together into like this stereotypical amalgamation of just boiling like people of these races down to like one thing. Yeah. And this is this is a gang that is one of your adversaries in this game. Yeah. And it's not with with I would love it. I would love it if there was a, a cyberpunk game that was critical of end stage capitalism. That, that was a critique of end stage capitalism and showed like this this is how this is what's going to happen if we keep going on this current trajectory but the whole it's a dystopia it's supposed to be bad argument completely doesn't even apply to this because it's not it's not advertisements in the game it's not part of that critique of end stage capitalism this is just fully just making creating perpetuating stereotypes at this point um so do do y'all want to do y'all have any thoughts on that and you want to kind of go into that um i just looked at the because i kind of like gave up on this game a while ago like i was very excited for it when it was originally announced and then eventually I kind of gave up on it because I was just like, this game is never coming out. And then as more and more problematic things came out, I was like, well, I was already over it. So now I'm like really over it. Um, and I hadn't, because I'd stopped paying so much attention to the game, I hadn't really looked at any of this stuff. The name of these games. Right. Like the only one, and then granted, I like, I am not Latino. I'm not of a member of the Hispanic community. So I can't identify with this being it how bad this is you know the their name is probably the only one that is and it's still i think problematic is probably the least problematic of the three um but like having a group called tiger claws the voodoo boys like it's just like who was there I think right. it's again, this is the same question. Like, who did you consult? Like, why is this where you've gone with this? And I, it's just like, and and I get that, like, the, the, the whole point of the game and how it's this dystopian society is meant to basically be that, like, capitalism and, like, corporations took over the world and there was really no more government. It was basically money ran everything, right? And, but it's just, I don't, this makes me very very mad, like, to, to a degree that I, that just, it, it really just pisses me off to such a degree that, like, it, it just, it hurts, because I just don't. Like, I just don't understand. I just don't get why. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt, but like, what I what I was saying is the with the messaging of it, it's like this. You're not saying that this is how this society sees these people because you're not doing. You're not. There's even the thinly, the thin argument of. Oh, this is how cor- the corporations see these people. Doesn't hold water on on this right. on this topic. It's very clearly this is how we see these people. Yeah. This is how this is what we as white people making this game think of these people from these cultures, and it's really disgusting, in in my opinion. That's how it comes across to me with the trans content and with the racial stereotyping it comes across as like they are in this weird little like middle line where they're like we can claim this is representation but also if it goes badly like we can also say it's commentary on how bad things are and you can't just sit in the middle and expect compliments for inclusion and also for that and and try to justify one with the other, right? This to me just seems like a group of cishet white folks were like, this is how LGBT people are. This is how Asian people are. This is how black people are. And you're like, uh, I, no, (laughs) that's not at all. That's not at all how it is. But yeah, go ahead, Koga. I've spoken way too much about this. You're fine. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen this trailer yet, but yeah, I have to agree that it feels like there was just no representation in this room. And then I'm, I'm looking at here. Oh, they, so, they, but they picked um, Hispanic Heritage Month for this for one of them. And then, what's even happening here? Yeah, like, this, is just, this is just bad. And it's like, yeah. It's like it's like a part of me kind of like would want to believe that they're like maybe have like like not trying to be offensive or you know, but it's like you're doing too much in a row. Like I wasn't even aware of this because like um Jim, I stopped paying as much attention to it because every time I turned around, it was another issue or it got delayed. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, voodoo boys. It 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 just makes no sense. It's just like it's like the imagery that you have in the in the group of 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 Latino people because it's it's not even referring to Spanish people, right? It's specifically referring to like the Americanized version of a Hispanic person. Like in terms of like the idea of like them being gang members and and this type, it's just so on the nose, racist and stereotypical. I just don't get it. Yeah, I think I I don't I don't understand how a game that is meant to be a commentary on society doesn't speak to anyone at all while making a commentary because I think it would be one thing if they led with the idea of uh, let's say if they were like 
if they had a message for why stereotyping people is bad and then they showed these people and they were like, this is not okay. This is like corporate bullshit and we need to tear it down. But they usually lead with like happy, uh, like happy Hispanic uh, appreciation month. And they're like, look at this cool gang that you're going to find in game. And you're like, Ooh, no, 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 no. Uh, like, it's not okay at all. And it's just, I, it, it really bothers me because like Spin said, it's like the audience that they're, that they're targeting towards is going to be like, oh, look, they have, uh, they have all kinds of backgrounds in this game. They have so much diversity in this game without even realizing that they're looking at stereotypes and they're not looking at actual people and actual representation of any culture um so that's why these conversations need to happen and that's why people need to listen to the conversations not just you know yeah watch them happen on your timeline and don't don't pay attention to it because you're gonna play the game anyway um because th there's just so many deep-rooted issues within the game, within the development of the game. But if we're going to keep it about the game only, it's like, how does anyone in 2020 claim to be, quote-unquote, woke or an ally to any community out there and then actively be excited for a game like this or actively be excited to show this or to be like, oh, I'm going to criticize it. Okay, you're one person. How are you going to criticize their misrepresentation of the Latinx community, the Asian community, the black community, the trans community? How are you going to, as one individual, how are you going to commentate on that? You're not. You're going to get distracted by the flashing lights, the neon signs, the cool car, Keanu Reeves. You're going to be excited about all that stuff. You're not going to provide commentary on any of that unless, like I said, you're a part of one of the groups that are targeted by this game. And in that, with that being said, if you're a part of that and you provide commentary, we appreciate you and we thank you for potentially enduring triggering content and stuff that will not be good for you for the sake of you trying to help out the community and f or the, the multiple communities affected by this game. And uh, yeah, <laughs> those are like my closing thoughts. Like, thank you for everyone who is a part of the the commentary and uh, who is trying to have conversations for games in the future to not have this kind of uh, misrepresentation. Yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah. The, my, I think the last thing I have to say about it is just like, it's, it's like the idea of using, and, and like I said, again, the only one I can speak to specifically as I am a member of the black community is like, the use of the name of voodoo as the name is just so like triggering in the fact that like voodoo as a practice is inherently not bad like it is it you know it is a practice that people have have been a part of for a very long period of time but it gets associated with being dark and evil and problematic and all of these things specifically because of its association with black people and the fact that you decided to name the gang 
the voodoo boys like further ties the idea that voodoo is inherently bad and that black people are inherently involved in gang culture and it's just like why 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 and yeah that that's it Yeah, that one I I don't even know how that became a thing. And like I said, if their whole excuse is, you know, them, you know, using the game, I guess, was it to fight against things like this? Like, you're going to have to really somehow in the game show how you're doing that to make people think of that differently because... It's like you with like with this one. It's like you're just digging yourself deeper into a hole that you are already pretty deep into. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, as I said, as of right now, I don't intend to. I'm going to say, going to wait till it comes out, see what happens, and but right now, it doesn't really looking like doesn't really looking like I'll probably be giving them my money for this at yeah. the moment. Exactly. Um, I think just in closing, um, I feel like hopefully, hopefully we change some hearts and minds. Yeah. Um, just thank everybody. I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank all y'all, um, watching all of my lovely co-hosts for participating in this because it is it is a hard discussion to have, but I think it's definitely important. Uh, so just thanks everybody for being here and participating in this with us. Yeah, for sure. And uh, before we go, obviously, uh, where can people find each and every one of us so they can shower us with love and support? <laughs> <laughs> we can start with Jam. Uh, you can find me everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at jam underscore 5899. If you come over to the Twitch channel, we read scientific papers, we talk about vaccines, we play Cuphead, we we do it all. You know, we we talk about things like this. I stand on a soapbox and talk about how I'm not a communist and I hate end stage capitalism. Um, you know, come hang out, be a girly in the chat. We love you. <laughs> We're an inclusive community. And sometimes we might play, you know, Dead by Daylight on stream and be a girly put in a box. Yeah, it happens more often than you would think. Girlies <laughs> in a box? <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, what about you, Koga? Um, you can find me, um, of course, on Twitter at Koga um, underscore Jangles. And same here, which would be twitch.tv slash Koga underscore Jangles. I have to think about that all the time. I think putting the underscore there might have been a mistake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, you have um, to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, um, I'll be back for um, Sega Saturday Sunday. I didn't get to do that last Sunday because I was meeting up with my um, with my mom. Um, usually for what that is, we just play some Sega Saturn games, some that I've played, some that I haven't played. And I probably might start playing Virtual On tomorrow. I know that was like some kind of mech game. I didn't, I didn't have the full game as a kid. I had like the demo. So um, then throughout the week, um, if my job doesn't like mentally exhaust me from being on the phone um i haven't decided what i'll be playing yet so i'll probably be just playing some random things throughout the week 
Sounds good. Sounds wonderful. Uh, you can find me everywhere, uh, projectruby.eu. You can find my links to my Twitter, to my YouTube, to my Twitch. Uh, if I happen to be live, you'll be able to see it there because it's all embedded. Um, if you want to work with, uh, with me, it, there's also all my contacts in there. So uh, yeah, uh, I started recently Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I'm also starting a new game that's viewer voted. So uh, that's going to be a fun mystery to find out tomorrow off of the time that we're recording this show. Uh, and uh, Banjo-Kazooie is also happening. So I do a mixture of modern, retro games, um, podcasting like this. I have my own podcast coming back very soon. Um, you can expect clownery. You can expect serious conversations. You can expect a little bit of everything. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's it me. <laughs> what about you, Spin? I am Spinblend. You can find me on Twitch or Twitter under Spinblend. Um, we recently, I've been talking about this literally like every week on this podcast. Yes, you we have. Finally, finally <laughs> found our shiny pumpkaboo, and he's beautiful, and I love him, and he is my perfect pumpkin son. Um, <laughs> reaction so on Twitter. Yeah, I, I did post the reaction on Twitter if y'all want to see that. Um, now we are on a quest for a shiny phantom, so <laughs> y'all can see that on my Twitch channel this week. Um, hopefully also get it, making some progress in Mario 64. Just like pray for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and I also do uh, make soap and I have a, a soap shop on Etsy. It's been soap cafe. You can Yay. find that on Instagram as well. Yes. Wonderful. So much, yeah. Uh, and of course, Chalora is not here, but you can find her on Twitch at Chalora on Twitter, Chalora with a zero instead of an O and Chalora Flora on Instagram. Um, so yeah. we are live every Saturday for our podcast every sometime midweek, sometimes Wednesday, sometimes Thursdays. Uh, we do gaming uh streams on twitch as well so uh last week spin and shalora did a, a Sackboy adventure stream and it was wonderful uh so yeah please follow us on twitch and twitter at just gaming Teens with a z um look up just gaming Teens podcast on your favorite podcast services so follow us on there as well so you can you know in get us up there in the algorithm so that more people can watch and listen to these, these wonderful conversations that we're having every week. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you everybody. Again, thank you for my, for these wonderful co-hosts for this conversation. Thank you everybody for listening and we will talk to you soon. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Love you. Guys. Bye. Love you. <laughs>